you ever found yourself using a common phrase or expression like, take a gander, only to wonder where the heck it came from? Would you believe it came from the early 1900s in America where it was used to describe a male goose's habit of stretching its neck to take a closer look at something? That sounds right. Or did it come from the famous French painter, Charles Gander, who traveled around the world and displayed his stunning paintings of exotic places in galleries for people to admire called the Gander Galleries? Okay, it's actually the goose one, but the photographer story, way more fun. In each episode, I'll face off against a celebrity guest, taking turns trying to convince each other that our origin story is the real one. And sometimes it will be, but sometimes history calls for a tall tale. I'm Andrew Keenan-Bolger, and this is That Sounds Right. OMG, I am so excited about my guest today, Miss Jackie Cox. Hi. Well, you may have seen her on RuPaul Drag Race Season 12, where she slayed the runway with her stunning looks, spot-on impersonations, and hysterically yet very touching stand-up routine. She's appeared on stage hosting countless events, and in the Queerties award-winning Drag the Musical... Online, you can find her doing incredible cosplay, hilarious videos, and extensive activist work. Please give a warm welcome to Jackie Cox. Hi, Andrew. Hi, sweet Jackie. I um, am very excited to be here. Oh, my goodness. Jackie, you are one of those people. I feel like this is the best case scenario that so rarely happens when you fall in love with someone online. And like you and I... We had like followed each other on Instagram and would like yeah. write nice little comments to each other. And then you meet them in real life and they're somehow even more sweet and amazing in person. Oh, that's very sweet of you. Yeah, well, because we we became friends. I mean, season 12 aired in the height of the pandemic, like the like in the lockdown of all lockdowns. Um, and so I made friends with you and a few other people just just on the gram. I mean, it just is it's the it. goods. I feel like, yeah, social media sometimes could be the death of our society but in many ways it means i get to be friends with jackie cox y'all so i think worth it and i get to be friends with you <laughs> mr andrew keenan bulger um now jackie since your run on drag race you have showed us many different sides of your drag persona from like soap opera diva on days of our lives to like <laughs> sci-fi geek um and you're i think just always surprising us with just creativity and versatility so what is your secret how do you keep your drag so fresh? Oh, that's a good question. I, I don't know if my drag is fresh, but I keep my brain fresh just because I I am trying just like whatever idea pops into my head before I like second guess myself, I just try it. So I think that that's like, like, I don't know. My drag is my drag is my drag. I, I, it's the <laughs> 60s. It's kind of fun. And then, you know, or it's cosplay or whatever. But I think what's I, I like to just if something comes into my head, I'm like, yeah, let's just try it at least once. Yeah. And if we hate it, we'll move on. I think I, I'm not good at like holding on to like, you know, some people like you meet them and they're like, I want to be the president of the United States. And that's like their goal from like the ages five till they go to Harvard or whatever. And that's like their whole life. I've never been like that. I've been kind of like wherever the wind, I won't say takes me, but like mm -hmm. pushes me. So I think that's the secret is nothing. If you plan too much what you want your life exactly to look like, I feel like you're setting yourself up for disappointment. But if you're kind of just open to like, well, today I'm going to try this. Then here we are. Come in on. In your beautiful <laughs> lounge Ooh, with this cloth. <laughs> now, it should be known that uh, we decorated the set before we knew that Jackie was coming. But y'all, I mean, I we really like nailed this. Here. Yeah. Uh, I think she... this is my house. <laughs> 
for the, the shoes match the coops. Wait, match the clock. Cheers, darling. Cheers. I'm gonna look. Watch this. I'm gonna pretend like I'm gonna put it up my face, but instead, look <gasps> at this classy. We have a metal straw, so I don't mess up my lipstick. Mm. Somehow even classier. I know. Well, and you know these kind of champagne glasses we're supposed to have so that you still see our face when we drink. You is know that, that right? I did not know that. That is, I think that's a real truth, but. You know what? We'll That's all about this show. Um, so on that sounds right. This show is all about storytelling and occasionally telling a lie. Ooh. Now, Jackie, have you ever been caught in a lie? Oh, my God. If if people who say they've never lied are fully lied, <laughs> that is not. We all have to like the little nice things we do. I am guilty of white lies. I, I will say I do try to to smooth things over sometimes. You know, I mean, drag is a very dramatic industry. Um, <laughs> I'm not familiar. What? <laughs> this is uh, incredibly breaking know, news. I mean, anyone who is in the performing arts has, you know, a, a healthy ego, we'll say. <laughs> and uh, certainly drag queens are wear that right on their sleeve. So, you know, you're dealing with a lot of big personalities. And sometimes mm-hmm. you just got to be a little bit uh, diplomatic is the word I'll use. <laughs> diplomatic. So maybe someone, um, maybe someone's performance or someone's uh, moment wasn't your favorite, but you want to, you know, you want to keep them feeling good about themselves. Like, why would I say something mean to someone? Because people do ask me my opinion all the time. Yeah. And I, I try to be honest. And if, they, if they're looking for constructive, I'm happy to give it. But if someone just like finished something that they're really proud of, I'm just going to cheer them on, even if it wasn't my favorite thing. Come on. That's, that's I think, great advice for the whole world. Yeah. I mean, you, there's no... There's no point in being mean, especially if it doesn't serve anyone. And if you mm-hmm. have to lie a little, that's, you know what? <laughs> it's, a, it's a victimless crime. All a right. white-collar lie. A right? white-collar lie. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, we're going to put this lying to the test. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the rules of the game. So each of us is going to have a card, and it's going to have a common idiom or a phrase written on it along with its actual origin story. And we each get five minutes to review the actual origin story, make some notes, and then decide if we're going to be telling the real story or if we can do a little bit better than history and make one up. Okay. Either way, we have to convince each other that our story is the real one. So we're going to take a short break so we can get to thinking, and when we come back, we'll separate the fact from the funny. I'm not sure why I said separate like that. It sounds but... like a like a separate. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah. Well, now I have to know if that's a real word. Uh, yeah, yes, it it is. It came from um, woods people when they were draining the sap that's from right. the you mighty have to oaks. Separate the oak. Got to separate the yeah. maple or the from... maple if you're Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And we're back. I would just like to point out, Jackie did not need the full five minutes. Come like three and a half, I heard that cap click right onto that pen and just hands folded across. Well, I, here's the thing. I don't want, I mean, I, I, the truth speaks for itself. I just took some notes, but okay. I, I'm not going to, I'm I'm not going to lie. I feel like I'm on to your tricks. cameras know. Uh, well, I'm going to kick things off and start out with the backstory of the common phrase, say cheese. Say cheese. Say cheese. Do the kids still say that? Um, yeah, yeah. You know what? Actually, yes. I have. Um, I always get stopped on the street by tourists being like, uh, "Take our photo." 
And oh, I, they're, they're like, I loved you in Newsies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, I'll think they're saying that. And they're like, no, can you take a picture of me? And I'm like, oh, I thought you wanted a picture. with. No, it's fine. But <laughs> I, I say say cheese. And I feel like they know yeah. they know what I'm talking you about. You should walk around with a crutch. Yeah, no, no. You'd be like, I, you know, 10 years ago, this was my gig. <laughs> they're like, this is actually kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, you imagine. <laughs> You're almost it. 40. No. <laughs> no one needs to know that <laughs> we're <laughs> almost 40. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, okay. Now, Jackie, do you have you ever heard of the 1893 Chicago World's Fair? Um, I've heard of a few of them. Yeah. The one I always think about is the 1964 one, which was over in Queens. Oh, yes. Gave us that beautiful thing that you pass on the way to LaGuardia. Yeah, and it's a small world. Oh, really? Yeah. That's oh from gosh. the 1964 World's Come Fair. Come on. Yeah. Um, this is turning into a history podcast. Um, well, I will tell you, the 1893 Chicago World's Fair, right. it put Chicago on the map. Yeah, before it was just a flyover. Yeah, it, before they were famous for their, like, absolutely disgusting pizza. I'm sorry <laughs> if there are any Chicago listeners, like, do not come for me. That is not pizza. That it's is like a casserole. A yeah, like a no, pie. it's not pizza. But it's yummy. Yeah, th- is it? Okay, moving on, moving on. Okay, so uh, the World's Fair, it was it was really a chance for um, countries to gather and share all of the new, like, inventions and innovations that they had been working mm-hmm. on. It's like how, you know, like, Apple does, like, those huge product launches, but instead of, like, debuting two more megapixels on the iPhone camera, they're like, oh, uh, here's a zipper. Yeah. Like, bet you need that. Yeah, a toilet. Yeah, a toilet. Like, yeah. thanks a lot. How you like that, babe? Or yeah. like, um, oh, you hate the dark? Don't worry. Here's a light bulb. Whoa. Yeah, so mind blown. Hey, wait, I wish, was that the ad for it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey babe. hate the dark? <laughs> Here's a light bulb. Sorry, it's that simple. We're tired of sitting in the dark. Well, have <laughs> we got the invention? Come on down to Chi-Town. Um, and so... It was also a chance for American brands to kind of debut onto the world stage. Okay. And one of the brands that debuted in the 1893 Chicago World's Fair was the cheese brand Sargento. See, I'm circling the drain here. Remember, say cheese. We're coming back. We're coming back. Okay. Okay. So the Sargentos, it was an Italian-American dairy farmer, husband and wife duo. Wow. Um, and they came to the States and immediately realized, like, none of the cheeses that they love from back home are available. Yeah. Like, the, we're talking the, like, mozzarella, yeah. the, like, parmesan. And with all these Italian-American immigrants coming to America every day, they're like, growth market much? Um, so they're invited to the Chicago World's Fair. Uh-huh. And um, Claudia Sargento, the wife, it, she had also gained a a real appreciation for the new invention, the Kodak camera, which right. she had purchased. And she was like, look, if we're going to, if we're going to be debuting, we need to make a bang. We got to capitalize on this moment. This is a huge moment for us as a cheese company. And so right next to their booth where they were like sampling the cheeses, she set up a photo booth and she would have, when people would come and sample the cheeses, she would have them sit on a little stool she would get out her camera and set it up and right after they took a bite of the cheese she would flash take a picture of their reaction which was inevitably like a huge smile right because like imagine you've only had like rubbery cheese curds your whole life and then someone hands you like a salty hunk of parmesan and you're like ah 
When you do the hand, I oh, really believe it's, it's an Italian true. cheese. Yeah, yeah. Claudia Sargento. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I see. I see her. I <laughs> see her. her. It's so I clear. see her in you. Um, and so she, she and her husband printed out all of these photos of real life customers, uh-huh. and they would use them as advertisements in newspapers, on posters, billboards, with the simple two words written right below it. Can you guess what those two words were? Say cheese. Say cheese. Say cheese. Say cheese. And you know what? This got so popular and so famous because not only had they like put this new technology photos and advertisement, Uh but it was using like actual testimonials of people. And this photo, it was like it was like got milk. It became so ubiquitous that people would just you see a photo and you think say cheese. It was that like so in our minds the joy in their faces yeah and then it has the added benefit of like you say the word cheese and it just spreads your mouth into like a perfect frictionless smile say cheese so say that cheese. that is the origin story of say cheese interesting story interesting yeah interesting story so now you get a chance you can either ask me like a follow-up question or two or or you can you may already have your mind made up on whether or not that sounds right or that does not sound right um i'm gonna um y- you i'm gonna tell you this okay <laughs> i think that does not sound right <gasps> okay and you had one fatal flaw <gasps> in your story go on which was this Back in the 1890s, uh-huh. it took a long time to take a photo. <laughs> you couldn't just say cheese and get someone's quick reaction because photos took a, quite a bit of time to develop, my dear. You had to hold a pose, very still. That's why photos from that time period, people are very still and kind of sad looking because there gotcha. was the, they, they all had RBF, resting <laughs> bench face. And because they had to sit very still, they couldn't like, like, like it'd be hard to like, hold your mouth in a smile after eating a bite of cheese and capture that moment authentically, it would look like this. What I call the upside down Disney princess smile, (laughs) which is when you go to Disneyland or Disney world and you see like a princess towards the end of her shift and she's still smiling, but she's really tired. So the smile, instead of the corners of her mouth going up are now going like this. And let me tell you, you know, she's Cinderella's at the end of her shift when she's smiling like this. So I don't think I'm gonna say I think that was your fatal flaw. And yeah. I don't think that sounds right. Well, you would be correct. I definitely made that up. Um, would you like to hear the actual origin story? Please tell me the real All origin right. story. Well, I'll tell you. I read it through, and it sounded a little generic. I thought it needed a little, a little sargento. Yeah, a little hand motion. Which, meanwhile, like who knows who the sargentos are? They're like, yeah, we were invented in like the '90s, girl. Like, calm down. Yeah. Um. Okay, here's the truth. With cameras taking hours, if not days, to pull it. Oh my God, was I right? (laughs) Okay, didn't read that first part. Yes, (laughs) days to take a photo in the 19th century. It was dignified not to smile in photos. Since it took so long, people were typically only taking one or two photos in their lifetime. Yeah, imagine if you only had one or two profile photos. Oh my God, I think you personally would shrivel up. And die. I, 
if you would see the you number love your of photos, you ever beauty I love my photos, but there are about like two hundred that you don't see. Sure, of my for face, each one of me thinking I look cute, and I'm like, okay, so it did. People would sometimes only take one or two, and everyone was on their best behavior, which usually usually resulted in a somber expression. Yeah, but with the invention of the one dollar Kodak camera, one dollar. I wonder what that actually costs now. That still seems pretty In what cheap. year? Does it have the year? It doesn't, no. Because I, I think that would have been after the 1890s. Yeah, I think that's, you're that, right. That's, that's yeah, where yeah. You, if you would have said, if you would have moved it up to like the 1910, oh, or I would have maybe I believed just didn't. You. I knew there actually was an 1893 Chicago World's Fair. Um, and the rise of the Hollywood film industry and more and more everyday moments were able to be captured. And quicker, this led to photographers using the word cheese to have their subject form the ch- Sound and the e sound to form smiles in a natural way. Cheese, cheese. I love it. Give me your best nineteenth-century dignified. Only get oh, yeah, two portrait. photos in your yeah. entire life. I think it's this. Okay, ready. Stunning. All right, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we'll hit you up with Jackie's story. That sounds right. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to tell you the origin of the common phrase, dressed to the nines. I mean, perfect. I thought perfect. I Well, it, it is literally, it, it is, I think it's actually closer to 11 a.m., but in drag time, this is 5 a.m., and I am <laughs> in full drag. Just for you, baby. Yeah, so let it be noted to the viewers, um, it is like 10.30, and Jackie is looking completely fresh and gorgeous, at a very early hour. It's an early hour. It's an early hour. I am dressed to the nines, and I'm explaining to you the origin of this story. Now, okay. You've used before. You, you see, sure. you see some. You're like, oh my god, they look amazing. They're really dressed to the nines. Dressed to the nines. They're dressed to the nines. Uh, in Evita, although she's dressed up to the nines, yeah. at sixes and sevens with you. I'm going to tell you the origin of this story. Rice. I think so, that was Tim Rice. Um, if you know a bit about, you know, the 20th century, you know that World War One was mm-hmm. the really changed the face of culture. So, so many men died in World War One. It was, although many more died in World War Two. World War One is considered the bloodiest war because it was before they had bombs and things which kill people efficiently. Yeah. World War One, they were still like little bullets and bayonets and stuff, and like yeah, it was no like sense. in the trenches, and it wasn't like you know, not that nuclear bombs are great, but they're a little bit of a cleaner way um, to die. But this was very bloody post World War One. European society was changing, kind of similar to what happened after World War II, which is that the biggest change was what women could do in society. Mm-hmm. So if you remember, you know, turn of the century, women still wore corsets and whatever. And after World War II, women got rid of the corsets. Yeah. They were able to cut their hair. Oh, like flappers, Like right? flappers, yeah. like all these kinds of things started happening in that time period going into the 20s. And the other thing that changed is, you know, it used to be that only in society, only mm-hmm. men were allowed to kind of exist past supper. You know, so like the the ladies would retire after supper and the men would go on smoking or maybe go to a some kind of burlesque show or something. Yeah. But in the 20s, women were finally able to actually accompany their male dates out in the evening past dinner. So they were able to stay up to nine uh-huh. and beyond. So, yeah, you know, yeah, dinner, yeah. which supper, which is at six or seven. Sure. Now all of a sudden women were dressed as if they could be taken out on the town, dressed okay. to the nines. And I think that's the thing that changes. Nines actually refers to the time because before a woman, a, a proper lady would be in her home 
with you know putting her hair back in pins or whatever by 9 p.m <laughs> but starting in the 20s women were able to be paraded about and that was something too in the 1920s which was, we think of like great gatsby this era of excess you know, men, in addition to flaunting their wealth, would also flaunt their women. And so they would dress them up in beautiful outfits. Another um, additional fact is that it it also could refer to a beautiful um, fox fur with nine tails. So if a woman oh. had that many um, tails, like she was well-kept and dressed to the nines. So that is the origin of the phrase. And so we still use this today because when you look like you could stay up past 8 p.m., you're dressed to the nines. I mean, if you are lying, I will be so impressed with you. Come on, history. Um, it also should be noted, if you are telling the truth, there is not that much information on that. I, I, I refuse to believe that you were able to just completely make that up. So I'm going to go with a, that sounds right. No. Are you freaking serious? <laughs> Jackie Cox. Completely wrong. Come on, Encyclopedia Brown. It was none, none of that's true. Wait, what? It's not true. You're an insane person. So, Go on. So the real origin is so boring that I was like, oh, you can't be making a drag <laughs> we talk about this. The real um, origin is that it comes from the uniforms of the 99th Regiment of Foot of 1824, um, which Ooh, was like a very nice, nicely dressed regiment, I guess. Um, the first reference was in 1835. Um, it, 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 it's also potentially, this is, again, this is, this is a phrase. It doesn't seem to have like a super clear origin story was that it was, um, tailors use nine yards of material to make a suit, which also seems crazy to me. I think you need like four or five yards to make a suit. Maybe these suits had yeah. very long tails. <laughs> so that's the real origin according to this very real piece of paper. Um, so I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Oh military. my god. Military. Yeah, well I, I I did a little bit of military with you with my World War One. That's where I got That was you. pretty good, yeah. But I you tripped me up with bayonets where I was like, did they still use those? Who knows? Could be. Could be. <laughs> but oh my gosh, that was highly impressive. Well, it's very clear that Jackie won this, but we do have a little extra trait, which is that we're going into sudden death in case there was a tie, which there most certainly is not. Uh, but we're still going to play it just because it's a little bit fun. Let's do it. So for you this, have a chance to redeem yourself. Yeah, I know. Yeah, maybe still time to catch up. Um, for this round, our producer is going to read us an obscure and very strange law. And we each have a buzzer. Ooh. So now is your opportunity uh, to grab the buzzer okay. next to you. Oh, good. Each of them are programmed with iconic Jackie Cox sayings if you want to press it into the mic. Really? Yeah. Salamati boys. <laughs> oh my god this is amazing yes. we've got a salamati boys and we've got a can't fit me in a box <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, these are so cute i love it uh meanwhile our producer um shout out to danielle was in here fully just dancing to both of your lip syncs oh um, my gosh and just like coming up with all the possible versions that we could put in here um we'll have her we'll do the full jackie cox oh dance afterwards but um so we are going to buzz in. If you think that this is either true or false, you press your buzzer with your mm -hmm. iconic Jackie Cox saying, and you get to answer. Okay. All right. All right. Let's start first with in Temperance, Mississippi, you cannot walk a lizard without dressing it in diapers. Can't fit me in a box. <laughs> 
Andrew? I feel like you started out with Mississippi and I was like, it's just going to be true. <laughs> but that is so random. I'm going to go with that doesn't sound right. You're a winner. Oh, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You, away. you well, got that one right. Jackie's Let's... still, I think, ahead of me because she got the whole thing. Should we try and even this out with another one? One more. Okay. I was going to say that was true because don't, don't lizards like poop everywhere? <laughs> uh, Mississippi's like, we don't care. Yeah. You can walk that lizard anywhere. Yeah. Okay. That's, right. that's fair. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to Florida. Women may be fined for falling asleep under a hairdryer, as can the salon owner. Can I get Salamati boys? <laughs> <laughs> Women can be fined for falling asleep under a hairdryer, as can the salon owner. Yep. I'm going to say this is true because it could be a fire hazard. Jackie Cox, you're a winner. Jackie, <laughs> you fully crushed this game. Ugh. Fire oh. safety is important, kids. <laughs> Just Jackie coming through as the OSHA union rep on That Sounds Right. Yeah. Speaking of Salamati. Oh, Salamati. Which means I cheers. Need. We just celebrated Persian New Year for all those who Come celebrate. On. It's the first day of spring. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. Mm. Oh, delicious. Lovely Unless champagne. this airs in summer, in which case we just celebrated <laughs> Memorial Day. Oh, yes. <laughs> Jackie, as the winner, I am so excited to give you, uh, I will say, the greatest prize of your life. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't win Drag Race, so you don't have much competition. Talk about a consolation prize. You get to choose one of these greeting cards. Ooh, I'm going to choose this one. All right. What does it say? It says... Feliz Pascua Florida, <laughs> which means, um, oh, it's it's a game. What? Divertirte mucho buscando estas palabras escondidas. Oh, it's a it's a it's a missing word game in Spanish. Oh, come on! Las palabras están escritas hacia adelante y hacia abajo. The words are written above and below. Come on, I. I have no idea. Is oh, and Pascua? it says, "Ten un día lleno de lindas sorpresas." Have a day filled with filled with beautiful surprises. Come on! All right, I'm very, very, very impressed. Um, that is all for our show today. Please remember to subscribe, and if you liked us, either write a review or tell your friends. This really helps, y'all. And big, huge thanks to my guest, Jackie Cox. You can find her on socials at JackieCoxNYC. And join us next week for another episode of That Sounds Right. That does sound right. That sounds right. That sounds right. That sounds very right. That sounds right. This is the best prize. <laughs>